Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and this is Faith School. Faith School is the place where your spirit is fed, your faith grows stronger, and we learn how to be overcomers. We welcome you into the class today. Come right on in to the front. We saved you a, a seat, and um, that's not just a, a, a gimmick. Uh, by faith, we want you to bring yourself into this faith atmosphere and environment. Get your Bible, get something to take a note with, and come on in. Let's release faith to get exactly what the Lord would have for us today. Father, in Jesus' name, all of us agree together and ask you for anointing, utterance, direction. Help us to see your wonderful faith. Help us to see what pleases you. Help us to see what you've done through others that should inspire and uh, inform and help us. We ask for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Open your Bible, please, to Hebrews 10, and let's continue in our study we're calling By Faith. Hebrews 10.35 said, Cast not away, therefore, your confidence. It has great recompense of reward. Verse 38, The just shall live by faith, but if any man draw back, my soul I have no pleasure in him. But we're not of them who draw back. Say it out loud, I'm not. not. One who draws back, shrinks back back in fear. fear. I'm a believer. believer. (laughs) Hallelujah. I'm a believer. That means you you have confidence in God and in what he said about you. And we're those that rise up, that move forward, that lay hold. Verse 32 he mentions six individuals that are, that are held up to us as examples of faith. And one of them is Gideon. And we have been looking at him back in the book of Judges. Let's go back there. We saw that from, from the beginning of this, because Israel had repented and asked God for help, he raised up a, a prophet and he sent an angel and he's raising up Gideon to help lead the people in victory over their oppressive enemies. And uh, he he tells um, Gideon that he is a mighty man (laughs) when he's hiding in a cave (laughs) from the enemy. Verse 12 of chapter 6, Judges 6, 12, the angel said to him, the Lord is with you you mighty man of valor. One translation says, fearless courage. And uh, Gideon argued with him. <laughs> and, and I don't think he's meant to just be argumentative. His confidence just is not there. And so he says, well, we hadn't been seeing any miracles. And he said, God has forsaken us, which wasn't true. They forsook God. And And he goes, and and the Lord says through the angel again in verse 14, he said, uh, 
Go in this your might, and you will save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have not I sent you? Just like he didn't even tell him all that other stuff. And so then he goes into this spiel about, yeah, but my family's the poorest one in the whole land, and, and I'm the least one in the poor family. And in other words, who am I? What am I? This is a problem. And you'll see this repeatedly in God endeavoring to use somebody. He's got to use somebody, right? And so many times when he puts his hand on somebody, and the reason he picks them is because he knows them. He knows better than they do what they're capable of and what he can do with them. But again and again, from Moses to Gideon and all other people in between, um, they start talking about who they're not and what they don't know and their mistakes and their past and, and what they can't do. Unless the Lord can get you to stop that, he can't use you. Unless he can get you to, to quit trying to argue with him about why you can't do it and begin agreeing with him. And if he says you can do it, you gotta, you got to believe he's bigger, his ability's bigger than your lack, than your mistakes. You, uh, there's actually a form of a, of a pride and it's focusing on yourself too much. I can't, well, you're talking too much about yourself. He didn't ask you what you knew and what you didn't know. He already knows better than you do. And if he chooses you anyway, what should you say? Thank you, Lord. Thank you. <laughs> Your mind's spinning going, how in the world? <laughs> but you get a hold of that and you go, he already knows. He already knows. And he does. And so, Step by step, God is helping Gideon overcome these, this fear, this, these insecurities, and putting faith into him. And so by the time uh, in, into chapter 6 or, or near the end in 33 and 34, that all the enemies showed up in their forces. We see later some 135,000 uh, foot soldiers. I mean, this is a massive group. And just looking at it, you'd, you'd want to run back and hide in the cave. But the Spirit of God, verse 34, the Spirit of the Lord God came upon Gideon and he blew a trumpet and he called, Abiezer is his local place there. They came and they sent messengers to different tribes and, and they sent people and 32,000 showed up, which was for the time for the situation, the circumstances, that's amazing. That's astounding. But what's even more astounding is what God says next. He says, that's too many. <laughs> You're outnumbered four to one. And God says, no. That's too many because if I deliver you like this, the people will give the credit to themselves. Is this an issue? Taking the credit to yourself. Uh, the enemy will always come and try to rob God of the glory that he should have and the recognition that other people should give him. And you'll see people in desperation just tell God, oh God, there's no, no way I can do this. There's nothing I can do to fix this. Please help me. Please help me. And if they'll listen to him and believe and do it, he'll do a miracle and then, just like that, when the pressure's off and everybody's celebrating, 
Carnal people whom God is not very real to, all they know is you. So they try to give the credit to you. And they try to come and say, oh, you were so smart. How did you ever think of that? Oh, you were so strong. Oh, you were this and that. And if you listen to the wrong thing, you'll go, well, yeah, you just had to, I had to just, you know, really gird up my loins. I had to, I had to reach down and dig. I had to, had to not quit. What's this I, 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 I? God showed up for you. Need to be talking about him. And so that's why he said, uh, tell everybody that's afraid, go home. 22,000 said, yeah, I'm a little afraid myself. And, and they, they like, I mean, that's a question most commanders would never ask, right? I mean, 32,000 facing 135,000, and you come out and say, is anybody scared? Anybody afraid? Raise your hand. You can go home. You can go home. 22,000 picked up their duffel and left. (laughs) They got 10,000 left. And the Lord says, that's still too many. Too many for what? Too many for the people to see and know this had to be God. This had to be God. So he took them down to the water and said, whoever kneels down and drinks, put them in one group. Whoever pulls up the water and laps like a dog, put them in another group. Only 300 didn't kneel. And the Lord said, that's the ones I'm going to use. Send the other ones home. So another 9,700 leave. Now there's 300, 300, not 1,000, against 130 5,000. Let's just touch on this just a minute. Sometimes people have the idea, the more people I can get praying, (laughs) the better off I'll be. Says who? Says who? The more people I can tell about what's going on, more people I can get involved in this. That's not true. I said, that's not true. Getting a big crowd all into faith is a mammoth (laughs) undertaking. Remember when Jesus would come into places sometimes, like when the little girl had died? What'd he do? He put everybody out. He put everybody out except three. He didn't even bring all the 12 in. Three. The scripture talks about where two or three of you gathered together. I'll be there. And if any two agree as touching anything that, that they ask, it actually is easier to get fewer in one mind and one accord. Just because you have a mass of folks saying something, it does not mean even half of them are actually in faith. You're better with a few in faith than a bunch going a hundred different directions. And so the Lord uh, uh, told him, 300, that's the ones I want. Tell everybody else, get your stuff, you can go home. So now it's uh, Gideon, and as we know it now, the famous 300. And he tells them 
that the Lord said that he's going to give them victory through them. Now, you know, they had to have courage or they would have ran, right? If they said, <laughs> what did he say? <laughs> Us, this little, this little group, we're going to face off against 135,000 of these guys. It's just, it sounds like suicide. It sounds crazy. That's why it's in the book. <laughs> so he said, do what I do. The Lord showed him. He said, get down. Uh, first of all, you see the Lord give him one more booster <laughs> to his confidence. The Lord told him, he said, uh, if, verse 10, if you fear to go down, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, then take your servant and go down on a reconnaissance mission to the, uh, uh, outside of the host there and, and just listen to what they're saying. And so I'm going to paraphrase a little bit. He, uh, Gideon took his servant with him, just them two, and they undercover snuck down to the outside where the guards were around the 135,000 forces. And they got close to a tent and I heard a guy tell a dream he had. He said, I had a dream. And Gideon and his servant can hear this. They're close enough to hear it. That's close enough to be captured and killed. And said, uh, I had a dream. And I saw this barley cake come tumbling down the hill. And it hit a tent here in Midian and knocked everything over. And the other guy said, you know what that is? Now this is the enemy soldiers talking. He said, what? He said, that's Gideon. Gideon and his forces. God has given this whole host into Gideon's hands. And uh, Gideon's thinking, I'm the barley cake. That's me. I'm the barley cake. Because, you know, the barley cake wasn't the best and highest, most expensive, you know. And that's what he told the angel. You know, I'm the, we're the poorest in the bunch. We don't eat the fine wheat cakes. We eat the barley cakes. And the others, I'm the barley cake. I'm the barley cake. I come a tumbling down and knock this whole thing out. <laughs> so him and his servant come running back. And can you see from the time the angel first spoke to him to the spirit of the Lord came on him and he spoke to him again and he spoke to him again and he spoke to him again. What did he do? He's getting the fear out of him. Can you see that? He's getting the fear out of him until all that's left is confidence. Confidence in God. Confidence in what God's put in me. Confidence in what he's told me to do. Enough confidence to face off with this bunch with 300 guys. <laughs> uh, these are stories worth recounting. Yes, these, are, these are happenings worth talking about. And so uh, he told them, he said, this is what we're going to do. He said, uh, um, everybody, verse, verse 16, he divided them into three groups of 100. And he put a trumpet in everybody's hand. And empty pitchers with lamp in the other hand. Well, where's your sword at? <laughs> Trumpet one hand. Thought he was going to fight. Well, I guess they got it on maybe, but they don't, they don't even have it in their hand. They got a trumpet in one hand and basically a light in the other. And he said, you, you watch me, you do what I do. And when I blow with the trumpet, I and everybody that's with me, then you blow your trumpet and, and you yell this. The sword of the Lord 
and of Gideon. Well, that's what he heard the guy say in the tent along that line. And so Gideon and the hundred men that were with him, they came to the outside of the camp in the beginning of the middle watch. This is chapter 7, verse 19. And they had but newly set the watch, and they blew the trumpets, and they broke the pitchers that were in their hands. And the three companies blew the trumpets and broke the pitchers and held the lamps in their left hands and the trumpets in their right hands to blow withal. And they said, the sword of the Lord and of Gideon. And they stood every man in his place round about the camp. And all the host, this 135,000, ran and cried and fled. <laughs> what a tactic. Notice this phrase. Verse 21. They stood every man in his place. What if part of them had run? What, what if, you know, they decided this, this was too crazy. They, at the last minute, they're not going to do it. When we stand in our place... In God, when we stand in the place he's put us, when all of us stand in our place to do what he's told us, man, the fear of God falls on the enemy and confusion goes into the enemy's camp, which is why can you see the enemy works night and day to divide us? Can you see that? To split us up, to uh, cause strife and division so that I'm not in my place. You're not in your place. People get mad. They get offended. They get hurt. They quit. They leave. They get out of their place. And so instead of the 300 encircling this bunch and on cue, they all break the pitcher, hold up the light, blow the trumpet in unison. Can you see that? They're, they're at the right place. They're in their place. They're doing exactly the right thing at the right time. There was a harmonic that went up. There was a sound that went up and God got in the sound. He got in the sound and it went out like a wave over those uh, enemy forces and it terrified them. They heard it. They felt it. And they, every one of them panicked. They just went into a full-blown panic. They started screaming. They started running. And, and they'd run into somebody with a sword, so they'd stab them. They'd stab them. They're killing their own guys. And they don't even know what's going on. And just like that, without 32,000, without 10,000, without the 300 actually pulling the blade, <laughs> The enemy's being wiped out, wiped out, wiped out, wiped out, wiped out. Can we learn anything yes. about faith yes. from Gideon? Oh, my, my. Can God put his words in us until it pushes fear out? Until one by one, every security, insecurity we've ever had, no matter where it came from, you know, children can be mean and cruel even at school or on the playground or in neighborhoods, parents, especially parents that are not serving God, can say and do dumb things that they don't realize what they're saying and doing. Through different encounters in life, people have what they call scars, emotional scarring and this and that. And people can withdraw 
and pull back from things for fear of being hurt again, for fear of failing again, for, for fear of being rejected again. And all of these insecurities and fears prevent you from stepping out in faith, prevent you from being used of God, prevent you from seeing miracles. But if we'll listen to God, huh? He's so patient. He's so gracious. He's so kind. When you look nothing like a mighty man or woman of faith, he'll look at you and go, you mighty woman of faith, you mighty man of faith, you, you child of God of fearless courage, and you'll go, abuh, abuh, abuh. <laughs> Moi, you sure you got the right cave? But if you'll just listen to him, child of God, are you paying attention? If you'll just listen to him, if you'll just listen to him and go, okay, Lord, well, if you say it, if you say it, it must be so, and you'll make progress, but then you'll come up against something and it just looks too big and overwhelming, and, and the Lord will say, I told you, I'm with you, and then the Spirit of God will come on you. Whoo, there'll be times you'll sense somebody big is with me. You'll sense, whoo, the greater one really is inside me. There are times you don't sense him as much at other times, but when you really need it, when you're facing something big and overwhelming, if you're doing your best to look to the Lord, there are times he'll come right on you. He'll move right on you. And oh, there'll be times you felt like running and hiding. But by the time he moves on you, you feel like you just loomed up about 20 foot tall. You're looking down on the problem. You're going, whoo, the Lord is with me. He is with me. You don't feel like that all the time. But there are times he'll help you with that. And even times when you're, you, you should be ready, like Gideon should be ready. And it's the night before the big battle. And the Lord says, now, if you're still a little afraid, <laughs> go down to the camp. Just listen what they're saying in the tent. And God will speak things through pastors, through ministers, through friends, through even people that's in the enemy's camp. He will speak things that you'll hear and you go, that's just exactly what God told me. That's what he told me there. That's what he told me there. And it will confirm, confirm, confirm. It'll strengthen, strengthen, strengthen. And it will, piece by piece, push those hurts, those insecurities, those fears out of you until nothing's left but confidence. Hallelujah. Confidence in God. Confidence in who you are in God. Confidence in his will and his way. Come on, say it out loud. God did not give me a spirit of timidity, a spirit of fear. I'm not of those who cower, who hide, who draw back, shrink back, who retreat and run away. Greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. I'm strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Hallelujah. 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 We, faith people don't talk how they feel. They don't talk past experiences. They say uh, what God has said about yourself. That's, that's actually one of the meanings of the word confession 
is saying the same thing. And so when we're confessing the word, we're saying about ourselves the same thing he said. If he says, I'm saved, I'm saved. If he says, I'm forgiven and cleansed and washed by the blood, it doesn't make any difference how you feel. That's what's true. And that's what I'm going to say too. I'm going to agree with him. I'm going to say what he said. If he says, I'm healed, I'm healed. If he says, I'm free and delivered, I'm free and delivered. Even if I made a big mistake yesterday, I'm going to agree with him. I'm going to say what he says and get all these fears, all these insecurities. Now, I know I say that in a passing phrase, but you understand that is the cause of so many troubles. People act weird because they're afraid. People act out of anger. People act out of desperation and despondency because they're afraid. You get that fear out of them, the other problems go away. And instead of, you know, being somebody that needs to be propped up, you become somebody who helps other people. And it should be that part of our witness is when we walk into a room, Mm -hmm. peace comes in with us. That we are not needy individuals. We're not not always needing somebody to prop us up or or tell us, you know, so we are secure in him. We know who he is. We know who we are. We know what his will is. It makes you a different kind of person. It makes you somebody that has stability and peace. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And when you walk into the room, you bring that with you. You bring that light, that life, that peace. You know, Jesus told his disciples, he said, when you go into a place to stay, first thing you say, you walk in there and you say, peace be to this place. And he said, if somebody's there that'll receive it, that peace will come on them and it'll stay. These things are real. We're in the world, but we're not of this world. And we don't have to live like the unsaved world does. And we don't have to live subject to all those fears and insecurities. And we're out of time. (laughs) Again, say it like we do. I live by faith. I walk by faith. I overcome the world by faith. I'm strong in faith, giving glory to God. Praise God. Sure enjoyed being with you again. We'll see you next time in Faith School. Friends, I've sure enjoyed being with you again this week in uh, Faith School. wanted to uh, mention something to you, draw your attention to it. In the scripture in Luke 8, it said that certain women that had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities, including Mary Magdalene, talked about she had seven spirits, and Joanna, the wife of Cusa, Herod's steward, and Susanna, and many others, ministered to the Lord of their substance. This is a, a group of women and others, many others, that followed Jesus around from town to town and supported him uh, of their substance, financially and materially. Now, they were healed and delivered in his ministry, and it cost them nothing for this healing and deliverance. So they couldn't pay for what they got, but they're helping this to go to others. And these broadcasts come to everyone at no charge by the faithfulness and graciousness of all our partners. And if you've received from it, 
Don't ever think about having to pay for any of it. You can't. But if you want to send it to someone else, there's information on your screen. You can become a partner today. We love you. We appreciate you. We'll see you again soon here in Faith School. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390. 